you got the old like Bible Belt riders and people who are like, hey, give me more of that gas guzzling. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 88 of the Between You and Me podcast, the place where we talk to music makers about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jess Morris. I'm a music journalist from Australia. And today we are continuing our Better Together series with our new friends, Austin and Lindsay Adamek. Now, this episode is sponsored by our friends at JesusWide.com, your number one source for Christian music news, reviews and interviews. They also do a special feature on indie artists. So I highly recommend that you get over there and check it out. I wanted to say thank you to everyone who has been listening and gave us feedback about last week's episode with Ross King. It was so encouraging and so affirming for me and for Ross um, to know that so many of you engaged with the episode. We know it was a tough topic that approaching anything about being the villain about race or politics in the evangelical sphere is like really taboo. It could go either way and so many of you have listened and you have engaged with it and you have thought about it and thought about what your place is in it. Some of you have related to Ross, some of you are related to me um, and I'm just really grateful for that. Thank you for coming to the table and engaging in the conversation, for listening, for learning. I am extremely grateful. Um, what made me the most excited was that when I was looking at the stats for that episode, we had a ton of listeners from states that are generally really conservative, uh, which is awesome because that's who that episode was for. It was for people who have been, whether you're a lifelong Republican or you are you just sort of feel really awkward or uncomfortable or really suspicious of political leanings that seem to be outside what you grew up with at a church. It was an episode for us to discuss what happens when we start to break that down, find where God is in that, find where our biases are in that. And I'm extremely grateful. So thank you. Um, now, in light of that episode, in a couple of weeks, we do have an episode with our friend Alvin Garrett coming up. Alvin speaks to us about his new album, The Lightness of Love. And as a black man in America, talks a little bit about his experience creating gospel music and soul music, uh, being a Grammy nominee, and talks a little bit about what it meant for him to sing at the anniversary of the Selma Bridge Crossing a few weeks back. Um, so that's sort of a really great way to cap off that episode and actually to cap off our Better Together series. Um, we can learn a lot by talking about our own biases, but we can also learn a whole lot by giving space for people who have the lived experience that's different to ours. And that's my hope with our episode with Alvin in a few weeks. So please hit subscribe um, so you get that when it comes out. But until then, this week's episode is with two people I just met. Austin and Lindsay Adamek are I said it last week, the coolest couple you will ever meet in your entire life. Um, they were both originally based in Nashville as solo artists. Austin was a signed artist, did his own solo stuff. Lindsay was part of One Girl Nation for a while. If you remember that Christian pop group, they're still around now called 1GN. Um, but Lindsay left that and he left his solo career and they moved to Florida and they became worship pastors at a church and were dealing with a whole lot of brokenness. And what they actually started to do was open up their home to people who didn't feel like they belonged in the church and they found healing and saw healing in so many other people. These two have such an interesting story because normally it's the reverse, right? You don't normally find people who leave the music industry to pursue community. You normally find people who 
start somewhere and thrive and grow and then their career takes off so they move to Nashville. But these two have consciously chosen to pursue community and their marriage in this way uh, and that makes them really remarkable. I also found their words really healing. A lot of you know <laughs> through this, I grapple with church stuff all the time. I grapple with what unity means and reconciliation means and I grapple with what where is my place in the evangelical church as a music journalist, right? Um, and as I spoke to these two, they spoke with such honesty and rawness and authenticity. I actually felt my heart, like my spiritual heart being rebuilt. I know that doesn't make sense in the physical, but I hope that when you hear this conversation, you'll resonate with that. Now, before we jump into our conversation with Austin and Lindsay, you're about to hear a short bio, the who, what, when, where, why, my favorite things as a journalist. You'll just hear a bit about their backstory and then we're going to jump straight into the conversation. You'll hear some music from their latest album, Sound of the House, along the way. Here is Austin and Lindsay Adamick. It's rare to find successful musicians who leave Nashville behind to pursue a better marriage and community, right? After all, there are people who work their whole lives to make it a music city and in Christian music, and many never see the light of day. But for Austin and Lindsay Adamek, that success wasn't the fuel their souls needed to move forward, and we are all the better for their brave decision. You see, back in the day, Lindsay and Austin were both successful in the Christian music industry in their own right. Lindsay was one member of the Billboard charting Christian pop girl band One Girl Nation, which he left in 2014, while Austin was a charting solo artist on Reunion Records. In 2011, these two even collaborated together with Lindsay acting as a featured artist on Austin's single Christmas in the Beachside, where she actually went by her maiden name of Lindsay Cerisi. But a year after these two were married, they found themselves basically acting as ships in the night, and they felt a tug to go home, leaving behind their individual careers for the time being and actually taking on the role of worship pastors at Christ Church in Jacksonville, Florida, the city where they had actually first met. Now, as the Adam X adjusted to life back in Jacksonville, they were reacquainted with their other passions, community, motorbikes, definitely, and each other. They actually formed their own worship duo going by, understandably, Austin and Lindsay Adam X, and they released their first self-titled worship EP in 2016 through Radio Music. Their singles Walk on Waves and Welcome to the World You Made both reached the top 50 on the Christian Airplay charts. And in the years since, they've actually focused on their own healing within the church and creating and building a safe place for the broken, the outcast, the misfits and the rebels to experience God. They began by bringing worship into high-risk security prisons and public places. And in 2017, they opened up their house for monthly gatherings, inviting the community of Jacksonville to worship and break bread together. This has grown into a spirit-filled community which is where their latest album actually finds its place. Sound of the House was released last year during COVID, and it is literally the organic live worship of their community recorded in their house. With songs written and performed by their home church, Sound of the House is a sound of an emerging church of God who want to belong and know God in all his fullness. No bells and whistles, nothing fancy, just knowing and experiencing God. I spoke to Austin and Lindsay about Sound of the House, why they chose to leave their solo careers behind and what it means to be a people marked by God's presence. I just love these two. They are wonderful, so full of passion and compassion. I think you will really resonate with them. This is Austin and Lindsay Adamek. For people who have never met you before, uh, Austin and Lindsay, who are you? Who are we? I don't know. I yeah. figure that out every day. Yeah. No. <laughs> Man, we're, we're, I think, worship leaders, musicians at heart that live in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, we did, we tried the Nashville thing for a while and some of our best friends still live there, but um, 
we we love our hometown a lot. I'm a beach bum surf rat at heart, and I love that. And a lot of our community and people that we like to do everyday life with are here, and family. And um, we believe God's calling us for us here. My family has a motorcycle business in town in Jacksonville. Lindsay's dad is a pastor. Mm-hmm. And um, we've, we're just kind of somewhere awkwardly in the middle of those two lifestyles. Yeah, for sure. That's like such a good way to put it. Yeah. Then, so we started leading, uh, you know, we've always led worship in weird places. Like growing up, we first, you know, we first met each other, like singing at a see you at the pole rally, um, like after a Which, prayer thing. These are my people. It was like so... <laughs> Yeah. 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 And so we just started wherever it was open pavilions and like protesters coming and trying to shut us down to like prisons and everything. We just, we love those opportunities. And the nomination too. Like there was one time I remember we did a worship event and it was at a Catholic church and we were behind everyone. Do you remember that? Like yeah, it was on the stage. We were like literally behind. So everyone's yeah. facing this way and we were like behind, behind them. It, We're like, Hey, this is cool too. It's, you don't have to be in the way of worship, which is so, great. In so. a sense, God has like always been preparing us, um, to just say yes and be available for <laughs> whatever type of ministry he calls us to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we, yeah. And then we, you know, we went through a season where we kind of put that we didn't realize it, but we were kind of chasing the stars a little bit and going just see what God would do. We signed, we both signed as different artists to in, um, in Nashville and um, started touring in different directions. And honestly became like that. We were just ships in the night. We thought yeah. that it would be perfect. Like the love story where we both go out at the same time. We both come home. No, it was horrific. Yeah. Literally. I think our first six months of marriage, we saw each other like five times. Honey it was doom. terrible. Honey doom. <laughs> hey, I'm the king of dad jokes, but that one just came in. If you want to know who we really are, we are quirky and he has dad jokes for you all day. I'm so normal. (laughs) It's like you're breaking the illusion, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty normal. Well said. (laughs) Anyways, but um yeah, so then we just we we realized through that season that what we were always meant to do was just be an open door for people to experience the presence of Jesus um, and to kind of uh, do community, but then be able to get out of the way when God wanted to start doing awesome things in people's lives. And so we, we came back home, started leading worship at a big church, but we realized that just wasn't fulfilling. That wasn't the end goal for us. And, um, and again, it definitely, we knew that we had a call in our lives, getting to lead people in God's presence where, wherever it is, is great. But there was something about the idea of getting back to the heart of our, our hang times, our community moments, our double date hangs at the house and we're grilling out that we could open up about the things of our lives and whether it was laughter, anger, sadness, you know, going through a conflict together, we, could relate that back to the word of God and what did it, what did it say for our lives and how we could handle that. And we started feeling this, this bonding and these friendships flourish and grow. And I guess it was just because we we kind of had forsaken that for so long in our lives, just the idea of bringing up the Lord in conversation. You don't have to have a a perfect pastoral moment and have this like (laughs) silver tongue to say everything right. You don't have to preach to your friends. You can just be and even be open about the learning and the imperfection and all of that. Yeah. So we kind of felt this conviction 
that like, man, God wants all of it. He doesn't just want like what we do on Sunday mornings or throughout the week in the church building. But we really believe that there was this revelation that the church has left the building, especially even during this you know, whole, whole pandemic and everything that's happening, the Lord is making it so abundantly clear. What does it mean to be a people marked by his presence? Like in our conversations, in our daily life, in our friendships, our relationships. And, yeah. you know, so many times it's like, well, what can I really do? Whether you're, you know, in ministry, it's your job, or just yeah. as ministers, as people who love Jesus, um, sometimes we're like, what can I actually do? And I'm reminded of the woman with the, you know, the jar of olive oil, and Elijah's like, what do you have? And almost like, you know, irritatedly, she's like, all I have is this, this all, you know, this, this jar of olive oil and that beautiful picture of whatever you have, God will fill it. And so we felt this conviction to just kind of open the front door of our home and the most intimate areas of our life to doing ministry just with our family and our community. Yeah. just hippies in, in Jacksonville, Florida, like <laughs> deconstructing what church uh, looks like according to scripture and how we can live that out in our lives. And everybody's welcome. And we, from bartenders to atheists, to people who are jaded and uh, musicians and pastors, um, mm-hmm. they come here to get a deeper sense of what God is doing. And we want our home to always be that way, whether we're actually playing music and there's a ton of people here to it's we're just sitting down on a couch just finished dinner having a glass of wine we just want we want god to reign and for his word just to prevail and it's been fun doing that it's been so freeing and you know just getting outside the boundaries of that has been so beautiful um to see our friendships and uh, people in our life like really open up to what god's doing yeah that's incredible oh that makes my heart so happy and I, I know we have listeners <laughs> who will be so excited to meet you both because there are so many, we get people yeah. who fall into all those categories who resonate because they're like, what the heck is going on? Um, and they'll be so excited yeah. to meet the couple who lead worship and sing and love motorcycles from Jacksonville, Florida. They're going to love it. Yeah, <laughs> so there it is. is. There it is. You've yeah. got it. <laughs> so 
can you tell me about the album? Um, is this your first worship album together? No, actually, so we've been making music for a while now. I mean, since 2015 was our actual first project together. Um, but, you know, it's always been on our hearts to just be obedient to whatever whatever the word is that God is speaking in that moment. A lot of our songs are just birthed from honest moments in his presence and um, challenges that we're walking through and lessons we're learning and people we love who are inspired by and their stories and what God is doing in their life. Um, but this is definitely the first project that we have recorded with our community, which has been really cool. Yeah. That's incredible. We've been, we've been touring for a while and stuff like that, but a lot of times our people um, got put on the back burner, rightfully so, because there's so many amazing people <laughs> in Nashville that could play better in the studio, that could have better marketing plans, that could do all these things, and that's fine. But then we started realizing just the incredible stories and power of people in our community and the conviction that they play and the stories that they paint with their instruments and their melodies. Fresh perspective um, and honesty. Yeah. And, and it was so beautiful. And we just started having people really encourage us to take a step out and see what God was really doing. And we, we'd had it on our heart for a while, but it's always the allure of, of, something new that can cloud the vision of what God's doing. It always happens at really crux moments where we know God's called us to do this. And now we're more sure than ever. And then all of a sudden it's like these really awesome, you know, sexy deals start coming in or the, this opportunity that it's, it's, it looks awesome and it sounds awesome, but it's a little off from what God is calling you to do. And half obedience is complete disobedience. Mm. And that's what we've been Come learning. On. Wow. And it's yeah. like, we, we just really wanted to walk in what God was doing. And when we started to open up our door and, um, and allowing people to come experience God's presence in a new way, as we started singing and worshiping, we started, we started seeing how our songs were just a channel for, for them to start lifting up their songs to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so when you step into a room and mm -hmm. it's like a glorified, Irish bar chant, you know, it's like everybody's just singing, holy, holy is the Lord, whatever that may be. And we're going into spontaneous moments. And no, not, I mean, and they're everyday people. It's not like a bunch of musicians, you know? No. And yeah. for us, that's what inspired us. Um, we were listening back even, and we were like, this is the sound that people need to hear. Not because we're doing it all right in Jacksonville. We're, we're nobodies. I mean, Austin said we're motorcycle worship leaders. A, I'm sure there's plenty of them, but I'm just saying, I hope so anyway, for your dad's business sake. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing about it is, is our, our whole heart and our goal behind this project, even in recording the real everyday people that we walk through life with was to empower other communities to open up their front door and give God their yes with whatever they have and, and to know that it's enough and that it doesn't need to be measured by a certain standard or a certain way of doing things, but honesty and true worship is what's going to, what's going to bring God so much glory. And, um, you know, no matter whether you've come into this room, you know, in our house hangs and you have no idea what you need, but you know, you've come to the end of yourself and you need something more, or you've experienced these, um, incredible, mighty, 
experiences of God's presence and you, you want to experience him like that again, whatever it is from whatever, you know, angle you're coming from, we are all coming into the room as children of God with an expectation and openness and a vulnerability for him to move. And, you know, God has just blown our minds with how much he does when we all just say, here we are, Lord, what do you have? You know, you know, and I, I didn't share how that materialized into music, uh, last time, um, but I, I do want to share in this particular interview, because I was just thinking about it, that is what spurred on a lot of the artistry in the musical confines, because it, it made me rethink how we've been recording music, especially in the church worship realm of this massive wall of sound of like, we'd stack all these electric guitars, but your ear only really hears the big lead guitar up front, but there's all these mid-range tones that are hitting you and these synthesizers and all of these big that create this awesome sound that we've all that we all love but we started re-envisioning what that could be like if we pulled a lot of all of those extra guitars and, and key sounds out of it and we replaced that with room mics and crowds and let the sound of the house actually create that wall of sound for people to be able to experience and then just not doctor it up. Don't tune. Don't do anything to yeah. it. Just like, just let it Which be this for raw. us, that felt yeah. like we were walking outside with, like for me, no makeup on, like exposed, like totally raw for us. You know, it was like we had done other projects where everything was clean and perfect and the expectation. And we felt this conviction to just be real and raw and vulnerable and honest with the way the night was. Um, not to say those things aren't incredible. I think incredible, um, you know, these, yeah. these like, these projects, these things, these recordings, the um, albums, like these experiences of artistic ability, like it does allow other people to experience God through people's creative outlet and goals and visions but you're talking about other projects other projects i don't ever want to say that like we're doing it all right you know what i mean oh, like, yeah, artistic expressions sure. are you know a mirror to god's heart because he's the ultimate creator yeah. um but what i'm trying to say is for us our conviction and maybe that's for where we we are and what we walk through even personally but we felt like they just need to hear real people like yeah and um that was that was our heart and that's where and why we named it sound of the house yeah. uh, for this. And it, it kind of sounds like a volume two is kind of in the works now because we've just been, um, as we continue to play these songs and write more for this and more people rally around it. It's, it's been an awesome outlet for people to come in and, you know, people who might not ever step foot under a steeple, um, or be, be caught dead in a situation like that, they'd come to your house. So they might not, you know, even through COVID with social distancing, we've been having them in the, you know, the warehouse of a Harley right, dealership sure. <laughs> uh, upstairs. And it's just been, it's been rad. We, we love it. <laughs> Goodbyes and leave me bleeding But in the end I know 
hey, are you a creator? Do you like creating fancy slideshows for church? Or maybe you're a videographer, a podcaster like me. Maybe you just love creating things and you need amazing stock music or videos to fill the needs. That is where Soundstripe comes in. The team at Soundstripe are world-class musicians who have hired world-class musicians to create stock music without all the loopholes of licensing. Simply subscribe and you can select what track you want and license it as many times as you want. It's a great way to support artists and create world-class content. We love our friends at Soundstripe. We have been partnered with them since the first episode of Between You and Me, and we are so grateful for their support. If you would like to use their content or check them out, go right now to soundstripe.com and use the code UMEPOD at checkout for 10% off. That is the code UMEPOD at the checkout, and you will get 10% off. You're welcome. Hey, it's me again. Big surprise, I know. But you know what I love? Nearly equally as much as good music. I love a good band tea. And I love a good nostalgic band tea, which is why I'm a big fan of the Between You and Me web store. If you head there right now, you will actually find that we have throwbacks to some of the most iconic Christian musicians and plenty of ammunition for the next catch up with the friends you survived Christian college with or who also survived being a PK with. Go check out our t-shirts, our hoodies, our masks, because that's a thing in 2020, and even our phone covers or notebooks. We would love you to take home a piece of Between You and Me and remember wherever you go that you belong here, that you are a part of a family of misfits and worshippers and questioners and people who apparently like nostalgia. Go and check it out now at our website, betweenyouandmepod.com and hit the shop button. Obviously, like when you guys both had your individual careers, um, and you, you mentioned how that was really tough when in your marriage in terms of actually seeing each other, which is a fundamental part of marriage. Um, but <laughs> what, a, apart from that, what was the what was the biggest challenge? Nearly leaving that, leaving Nashville, the promise that you could. I don't know, nearly fulfill these dreams and, and nearly like an individual calling that God has given each of you. What was the biggest challenge of leaving that coming to Florida and actually pursuing community and nearly giving up some of your platform to do what you felt God was asking you to do? Yeah. I mean, I will tell, I'll be the first to admit I was so fearful of looking like a failure. Yeah, I was so kidding. fearful to like come home and everyone would be like, Oh, she didn't make it, you know, yeah. well, she, she had all these big dreams and goals and it's pride and it's totally like, it. but again, like I always say this, like when you are fully obedient to what the call that God's put on your life, you don't have to fear the fallout. You don't have to fear like looking like a failure because wherever there is a fallout, there's going to be a mighty rebirth when you're obedient. Come and, on. you know, we really yeah. felt strongly, like for us, it was like to save our marriage. Like we hadn't even seen each other. We missed each other all the things that a healthy marriage needed, like communication, financial, like blessing, um, community, people in your life at church. We didn't have any of those things. We were just like literally, you know, always on the road. And so when we came home, a lot of it was doing work, even just getting back to the heart of where we started writing and pursuing God's presence, but also just pursuing each other again and um, getting in God's word together again and getting on the same page and, you know, where we were, this is just a beautiful example of what a God we serve and how nothing we are, but we were so broken, like to where I felt like I couldn't 
stand on a stage on a Sunday morning and worship because I didn't feel worthy. And I didn't feel like I had anything to bring but brokenness. And this church that we kind of started serving at, they were at a place where they were like, we need to see something real and vulnerable. Everything we've done has been so polished and perfect. And we were completely broken and they were completely in need of something real. So it was this beautiful collaboration and this community that just welcomed us and loved us where we were. And yeah. God just shown himself strong and using us in our brokenness. Yeah. And when we started writing from that place and relating to people and, you know, you, one thing I always say is like, you can't take people where you haven't been and, we literally would just sit in our house and we would write from these experiences and from our brokenness and our lack. And we would get up on Sunday morning and that would just flow through us because of where we truthfully couldn't help but be and we couldn't pretend to be anything else. And the Lord used that and it allowed us to understand people and what they're going through. And we would have never really truly understood yeah. it to that degree unless we had walked through that hardship. Yeah. I love what you said there that you can't, take people where you haven't been because even just we we had an interview not too long ago um where we heard a story that i you know this girl doesn't really know exactly what's coming next and there's been a lot of uh, doors that were supposed to open that didn't really fully open and financial lack and just not knowing what's coming next and you know I, I really, I did feel like the Lord was saying that, man, we need to, we need to see it as these are just, these are all going to be, even though they look like wounds right now, they're all just going to be beautiful tattoos of his mm -hmm. faithfulness in the future that people can see. And that are reassurance to you of what God's doing. And when you said that it's so true because when you get to that place on the other side of the mountain, now you can actually take somebody and you can help bring them through that because you've been there. You've done that. And so it's really beautiful. They said, you can't take somebody where you haven't been. And when you have the ability to go, Hey, I've been there, walk with me out of this. Like yeah. we're going to overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And that testimony is the crap that we've been through mixed with the glorious nature of who God is through Jesus and his blood that has brought us through it. And there's, there's such a beautiful thing in the collision of those two things um, that we've seen happening in our house gatherings mm -hmm. and wherever you're at in life, you can come and experience that. And it can happen in church all the time in big church. And that's what, yes. and that's not just like a cop out to make sure we're not hurting people's feelings. Listen, we still serve at a big church and, and all, all the time um, at, at different places in, in, in our city and the country and internationally, we love that, but there's something beautiful yes. when you open up your own heart to the intimacy of your friend group and your community that they would see God work. And you're looking at each other face to face as you're singing about God's holiness and what he desires to do in our lives. And so that that's the freedom that we have found as we're all helping each other move along and take mm -hmm. somebody to the next level and, and take them to this higher that's places. that's community and that's discipleship. And above anything else, like, listen, we're not going to be your artistic, like really cool people. We feel called to pastor in our community. And if the Lord wants to use what God is doing here to empower others and what the word he's giving them, then that's our goal. Like we just want to be obedient with what we have in front of us and every day challenge each other to be fully obedient, not yeah. half obedient. Uh, but you know, there's been times where we love big church. We love 
serving at the church that we're at. But I found myself singing, I want more, I want more, I want more. And I felt like the Lord was responding, I want more. I want more of you. I want more of you. And that's the heart of where this thing started was just going, I'm going to give you Jesus, my full yes. From the front door of my home to the front door of the church, I want to be available to you. I want to make room for you in every area of my life and truly try. We're never going to be great at it or perfect, but try to live out what it means to be a people marked by his presence. Yes. And so that's really what we're trying to do. Mm. And um, there's been a lot of fruit in it. And there's been a lot of people who have that same call in their lives. And it's been cool to do community with them. Let our foundation be built on your majesty. Let every word you speak fill this home. Jesus, our cornerstone, the anchor for our souls. Your glory will be shown by our love. As for me. God literally spoke directly to me through you both. So thank you. Um, I've been on the cusp of what the heck is going on next for so long. Yeah. Um, mm. And just just so you know, God, that was completely and utterly God. Um, thank you. Um, yeah. Your your vision for yourselves and your heart and for the church. It's. I said it before, but it's so good for my heart. It's so encouraging. It, I feel like I, when I started a lot of this a couple of years ago, it was about breaking yeah. down my own bitterness and my jadedness, learning to love God's yes. people better. Um, yeah. And conversations like this and your your commitment to telling the truth and doing your own heart work, it actually like I can even feel it, like God dismantling things in my heart and doing that in my heart. Um, yes. and I know, I know that he does that through, I know he'll continue to do it through your story and your music. Um, but I just want to honor that and say, thank you. Um, that oh. your, your ministry is, is in Jacksonville. Your people are in Jacksonville, but your choice to share your music and your story outside of that and go broader is impacting lives. It doesn't look like maybe what you planned at the start of your career, your individual yeah. careers, but it's impacting yeah. so many people and it's doing so much beautiful work um thank you for making yeah. the sacrifices to make that happen oh. Um, oh. 
Thank yeah. you for doing the same. Yeah. It's inspiring. You said it even before we were recording. You were like, you get it. And I'm like, yes, you get it too. Exact when you were saying like fighting off that bitterness and brokenness and jadedness and instead trying to learn how to love people more. That's exactly what we're trying to do too. So it's cool to be in good company. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, for, forgive me if I don't, I don't have the exact words to say, cause I haven't really fleshed this out yet as far as exactly like what um, the, the, the pastoral point of this is, but it's just a thought. And this is a podcast, so I'm just going to go in if it's cool. <laughs> but, you know, I was reading this, the chapter in Daniel, I, think, I believe it's chapter three, where it's the, the, the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think even non-believers have heard that said probably before in some, you know, friend circle. You know, but it's a story of where they're, they get thrust into this blazing hot furnace by King Nebuchadnezzar and his officials because they refuse to bow down to his idols or like his idol that he created. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't think they would maybe call it an idol back then. That's like Christian terminology. I mean, it was a statue of some sorts that was to be revered and it was probably a symbol of the king to show his like sovereignty. And it was like bow down to this and they wouldn't do it. And I thought, what, what led them all of a sudden to just start that, I guess, that ability of that ability of like courage and audacity just in the moment to say, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not bowing my knee to this. And as I looked into the story more, I realized that these, these three guys were chosen along with Daniel to serve the king and his people as the Israelites were in exile. And by the way, they were in exile because their own king of Judah actually like kind of sold them into exile, by the way, if you look into like the historical and like scholars believe it's kind of crazy. But anyways, they're in this weird situation, plenty of reasons to be jaded, plenty of reasons to have the same kind of thoughts that we in our world today in 2021 are having of just what in the heck is going on. And they're serving because they're noble, because they are, uh, are, you know, well-to-do men. And they actually have their names changed, which is really weird because we know Daniel, we call him by his biblical, by his actual Hebrew name. But Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah actually have their names changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. And so it made me think that, wait a minute we think that these guys all of a sudden came up with this ability and this faith in the moment to say no, but actually that faith was resting in their true calling the whole time. Their names never changed. They were under the promise and they were actually descendants and of the bloodline of Judah. And that word Judah means praise. They had lived in this calling their whole lives. And whilst we see it as this massive like vindication and deliverance of these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the another, the another person in the fire that looked like the son of the gods, as they said in Babylonia, but it was the son of man, the son of God, mm-hmm. Jesus, who was with them. While it looks like all, that just came out of thin air, they were walking in the promise as true bearers of the names that they were given under the kingship of who God is in their life. And that was Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And I just want to say that it might look like your city, your place of living. Like, you know, there's so many jaded things we can say. We're in the city of Jacksonville. Andrew Jackson never even came here as a president. And he also has a lot of conspiracy around who he was. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just going where my brain goes. 
why would God want to choose my city? Why would God want to choose this place? There, you know, nothing is new under the sun. This is all ridiculous. But if you're living under the name that, that has bought you freedom under the name of Jesus, that we are sons and daughters of the one true King that we live as redeemed as we have a purpose to our lives for what we're doing. We can walk in that provision to know when the time is right. If you're listening right now and you've known you've had a call on your life for a long time, but you haven't wanted to step into it because you've been fearful that, you know what? My situation isn't as good as somebody else because we've been living in the lie of what a pastor friend told me, hell in our pocket, our phones and scrolling through other, everybody else's highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And we've been, you know, looking to somebody else's gifts. And as we know, in Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, just because someone who was given five talents and I've been given one or two it doesn't matter what you've been given. We're just called to be faithful with what we've been given. We're not even called to be fruitful with what we've been given. We can't control if something's brought to fruition. We can just be in control of being faithful. So wherever you're at, for us, it it, it was moving out of Nashville, out of Music Capital USA, to our town of Jacksonville and being faithful with that. And it, you know what? I don't know what the fruit is going to look like in the long run. All I can tell you is that we have never felt more fulfilled in our lives. And I mean that, like, I'm not trying to sound cool. And I don't even know, we probably look like a hot mess to everybody else, but we know that we're walking in in God's calling and it is, there's so much peace and joy. You know, there's something about what you said though. I love that revelation. That is so powerful. And it just dawned on me that like, they were able to stand up because of those names, but that they didn't have to stand alone, that there was three of them standing. And like, it just shows the, yeah, yeah, for like, it shows the, it shows the power and community and the people you surround yourself with and the power Mm. of accountability and that it didn't have to be one standing, but three were standing and they were in agreement with what God had told them. And where two or more are gathered, he is in our midst, even in the fire. And that just like, to me, encouraged my faith of like, living up to those names that the Lord has given us above anyone else's because they're going to try to name you and claim you and paint you whatever they want to be. And as times get rougher, it could get worse. But as long as you're willing to stand up for who God's called you to be with a community of believers that are also in agreement for that, he's going to be with us. Yeah. There's so much power in that. serious questions i have a few popcorn ones um but have i missed anything is there anything you wanted to talk about with your album or anything else 
before I move on. Besides, you just said popcorn, and I'm now I'm thinking of I like would love to make some homemade popcorn with like olive oil <laughs> and sea salt, like really. Like, These are my people. Dad <laughs> jokes. I told that's, you. There's nothing joking about that. Like I know I, it's serious for you. It's dinner time for us in the U.S. here, and I'm like, you're gonna be okay. Uh, popcorn sounds it's amazing. Like, so close, Anyways, man. We're so close. <laughs> 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 Oh man! Anything else you want to say about the record? Yeah, I, I, I'd hope that you know. There's a really powerful. Of course, you can find our music and all that stuff. Who cares? But there's a story. um, There's a video that we recorded of a couple, Matt and Kelsey, that's on our YouTube channel. um, That is really. It's where one of our songs called "Can't Deny It" on the project came from, and it's just a. powerful redemption story and it's real i mean you can go check instagram right now like it's they're living in it like they are redeemed god redeemed their marriage i mean this guy just walked out on his whole family and was like crazy wild violent like he was an atheist like literally did not he was like always a kind guy we've known him forever but the first guy to be like you guys are crazy for believing that and this is why and he had an encounter or the Lord that changed his life, changed the trajectory of his family. And a year and a half later, God has redeemed that family and he is a transformed human. And if there's anything we could say, it's go watch that video and maybe listen to the song too, if music really speaks to you, but watch it and be inspired by what God could do in your community when you yourself just says yes. That's, That's the heart of everything, really. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I will make sure that I include a link to the video <laughs> in the show notes and to all your social media so people can go and follow you and get the album and all yeah. those cool things, of course. That's cool. Um, my popcorn question for you, uh, random things that I'm curious about. So answer both together, separately, <laughs> whatever you like. Um, what uh, is your dream motorcycle? Oh, come on. Yes. Um, okay. My dream motorcycle would be, and, and I believe it's starting to come out because Harley made a really cool turn. I know they kind of made their uh, older Rolex rider community bummed out because they're like doing new cool electric bikes and all these fun stuff. And you got the old like Bible belt riders and people who are like, Hey, give me more of that gas guzzling, you know? So anyways, <laughs> I like, I do like the sound of a Harley. I, I've always have, I mean, I've been in a Harley family for a long time, so I'm all about it, but I do love the idea of this new like progressive a viewpoint that Harley's taken to do newer electric in, insane kind of bikes, but they're also jumping into, you know, normal gasoline powered like uh, enduro bikes, which is really new for Harley. And it gets back to their roots and Explain like, the, that is for this, yeah, I will. Like it's like, this, <laughs> you know, Harley, it, Harley started in 1903 and uh like way back in the day and they were honestly running on dirt tracks they were running in fields basically putting motors on bicycles mm-hmm. and what they're doing now i feel like is back to the heart of that and these when i say enduro bikes they're, they're going to call them adventure bikes but they're basically on and off-road motorcycles but they have a lot of the luxuries of the on road with saddlebags with different like tour packs that you can put on the back to put in clothes and all the things that you want to do but you're not limited to just on the street. So if you want to do a big cross country trip and friends, I know really close friends have done stuff up in Alaska and ridden all through the U S and then into British Columbia and then up into Alaska, you're, you can go on dirt roads, even though we did it on the, we we, did it anyway. (laughs) We went on, we went on, you know, but it's just a lot more dangerous if you take a, you know, a road bike on the dirt. We don't recommend it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> I didn't put it down. I'm, I'm so what is your dream bike to like? This new, my dream bike would be to have this new adventure bike and hopefully everything goes as planned. This and new- my dream bike would be that, but with a really comfortable back seat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can understand that. <laughs> um, if you could both uh, collaborate with any musician in the world, living or dead, who would it be and why? You go first, Okay. Can I just like out of the Christian bubble? Just like Oh please push it. push that bubble aside. Do whatever oh. you like. Yes. I love Ryan Tedder. I think he is a brilliant soul. His melodies inspire so many other melodies. And I believe that's just like you're a child of God. No matter what, God's definitely marked you with like his yeah. creativity and ability. If I could sit in a room and I don't even have to be a part of it, but just watch and like listen and soak it in i would love to be in the same room as ryan tedder what if but that's just that's just creatively like i i love it i mean it's kind of i mean that's kind of like a is it sure that's a yeah it's a cliche i don't care he's no no, i mean for me it's totally valid i i get that i i think he's incredible yeah so i'm okay with that if you are yeah. <laughs> maybe you yeah. just maybe you just need to apply for songland i know That'd be cool. <laughs> songland, just to meet him i'm like sitting there and i'm not even singing i'm just staring no. yeah. <laughs> okay what if what would happen if i wrote with c.s lewis oh my goodness oh that's a good one. oh that's a you good would one. show me up with your like deep theological no, answer i don't know i mean he's the, he's the one who to me is like is he right. paints such pictures with his words, but he's also like really thinks really deep and is not afraid of deconstructing old thought processes and could like be very progressive in the sense of um, where we are right now mm-hmm. and how that applies and how the word of God applies to our lives right now. So we're going to have a song right It's going to have C.S. Lewis and Ryan Tedder in us. It's going to be like the Transfiguration. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yes. It is so good. The only song ever to actually transcend secular and Christian circles. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. It like, be, believe for it. it like finally comes close to like, if I can only imagine, like, it like you know. Oh my God. You, you might get a movie out of this song. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be rich i'm just kidding <laughs> um my yes. last question for you both if you could go back to the day right before you moved back to jacksonville and you both sort of left your individual careers behind you're feeling really broken what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now hmm. <clears throat> don't forget the inspiration that you even that got you here in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. don't forget your first love. Don't forget the thing that actually gave you joy in music in the first place. Yeah. And I would say to like believe and know that God can redeem old roads, you know, believe and know that like even the places that you feel like are marked with failure and places that you feel like are marked with disappointment, that God can redeem them based on where he's going to take you. Yeah. I think that's what I would say. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like stop trying to be somebody else, you know, stop trying to like, don't it's, this is so tough because I know it almost sounds like absolutes and I want to be careful with that. Cause I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know everybody's life and what everyone's doing, but for us and for, for me particularly, like 
what what was it in a live setting? What what brought you the most joy with you with your community and people in your life? And and run after that. You know, like the people in your life that gave you so much joy. Mm-hmm. How can you do music with people that you love? And then all the other things are just like superfluous. All the other things are just, you know, it's like, great, cool. We got the rest, you know? And, and then you find out once the, the root is right and you, the foundation is right to the house, then you can build up and it's great. And then all the, all the people you meet and all of our friends at Integrity Music mm-hmm. and, and GOA. And those relationships, nothing is lost. Yeah. Nothing is lost. Yeah. And like people, like don't lose faith in what God is doing, but also don't lose faith in people because you can yeah. so easily forget that we're all human and we're all flawed and we're all hopefully on our journey to like wholeness and and hopefully that you know of course we believe wholeness is Jesus but I do believe in the good of people and I do believe and I don't you know there was a season there where there's so many things that happened that I feel like it shattered my my imagination of what I thought this industry, all of these things were going to be like, like that, that whole idea was shattered. The Lord is, but the Lord is repairing it as I get to know his heart and how much he loves me and how, how messed up I can be sometimes. But I also would say like, okay, Lindsay, little Lindsay at this age, um, it was good for you to be rejected and to not have their yes, because if you would have had their yes, you wouldn't have been available to say yes to God and what he wants to do with your life. You saw me in my darkest hour, mercy found me. You took on all the shame that I was hiding. You washed away the stains and called me. when you meet people and you're like yeah we'd be friends in real life like if we met or when we lived in the same city we would hang out it was so fun um i love knowing that uh, me and literally anyone could turn up at their doorstep for their monthly services and you would be welcomed in like an old friend isn't that what church is meant to be? Isn't that what community is meant to be? I love that. Um, thank you, Austin and Lindsay, for opening up your heart to me. Thank you for sharing your story, for being so honest, and actually for ministering to me. I know it was unintentional, but it felt like church, and it was really healing for me. 
um, as someone who doesn't always know where their place is, which I know a lot of you guys resonate with, it meant so much. Um, and the album is just beautiful. So you can get Sound of the House by Austin and Lindsay Adamek, A-D-A-M-E-C. Get that now on all your streaming platforms. The links are in our show notes. You can also connect with Austin and Lindsay on Instagram and social media. You can find them at, ready, A and L-A Music. You can also find them at Austin and Lindsay Adamek. Com. You'll find all the details there. Please head on over and let them know what you thought of this episode, how much you appreciated it. If you're ever in Jacksonville, Florida, connect with them and ask them when their next home church is. I'm sure that they would love to have you and the community would love to meet you. Isn't it cool when we're talking about the topic of like better together, which is like the overall theme that we've been doing this year for these episodes. It's cool that we can talk about it in so many contexts. And I love that this episode, Better Together, was literally about a couple, like a married couple, one choosing each other, but it was also about them choosing to love the church again by like actually healing their healing their hearts. But it was also about them choosing to love their community, literally opening up their home to the community. How much courage and vulnerability does that take? But also when we are so, so needing that community, when we are so needing to know that we belong why wouldn't we open up our hearts to people who we also go, wait, you're different like me. Wait, you love the same things that I love. Wait, you 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 have a broken experience of church like me. I love that we can form safe communities. I love that in our differences, we can still form community and be, if you want to use a term, like the church of God. You don't need walls for it, or you can use walls of anything like a house or whatever. But I love that these two model that so beautifully and they're living that out every day, uh, that they're so open about the brokenness and the courage that has been there and that God is with them through the whole thing. That is beautiful. I am so grateful to Austin and Lindsay. Thank you guys for the time that you took to chat with me. Thank you for persisting. Ministry is hard, like church ministry, so hard. So hard. Throw in stuff with Christian music industry and the evangelical church, and it can get messy. But these two consistently choose each other. They consistently choose God, and they consistently choose their community. I have so much respect for that. So thank you, guys. Now, we have two more episodes left in our Better Together series, just in time for us to finish up before Easter. Next week, we are catching up with SEU Worship. If you haven't heard of them yet... You need to hear of them. They have become one of my newest favorite worship collectives. They sound nothing like your typical worship bands. Now, SEU Worship is the musical expression of Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida. And I talked to one of their lead singers, the worship pastor, Dan Rivera. And what I found was that not only are these, is this crew creating, I don't want to use like the cliche term diverse, because I feel like it's become like a tick the box. We're diverse now. It's okay to move on. What I mean is that they bring in sounds and beats and cultures and hear what their students are listening to and worshiping to. And they've culminated all together to reflect the sound of their community. And it's actually forming a new sound in worship. Sort of like young and free meets, I don't know, top 40 
pop radio. It's so fun. They have done collabs with Ellie Linebear, with KB, with Alexander Pappas from Hillsong Young and Free, with Holland, and they just released a couple of mixtapes, as you do, because everything shut down so they couldn't do live worship. Uh, so I had a great time talking with Dan. You can hear that next week. Just make sure that you hit subscribe so it lands straight into your feed as soon as it drops. And the week afterwards, as I said, we have our final Better Together series episode with Alvin Garrett. This has been such, again, timely feels like such a cliche word, but such a timely series. We were all hoping that 2021 would come that after the year that we had last year of chaos, that things would come. And uh, while we've sort of found a rhythm, it has still been hectic. We have still seen tragedy. We are still grappling with ourselves. We are grappling with what it means to be the church of God, with how to love our brother and sister. Uh, We are still grappling with tough topics and learning how to live with the heaviness and the lightness of that without being consumed by it all. It has been such a privilege to speak to such a variety of people Um, about what it means to choose others in that space, what it means to choose God in that space in so many contexts. If if you've lost hope in the church, my hope is that that this series, Better Together series, gave you a little glimmer, a little glimmer of speck of hope that there are still good people in the church or even if it's not the conventional church you grew up learning about, that, that there are still people who love well, who, who want to love God well, who want to love others well, still people willing to learn. And that I see myself as part of that global church. And um, I would love for you to feel like you belong to that too. I think there's something bigger at work than the religious constraints of a church that we all grew up with or a denomination that we may or may not have grown up with the trauma that so many of us have experienced or how so many of us want to now separate ourselves from particular parts of the church because they've become politicized or nationalism has become part of it or because they've taken stances on things or because we've been hurt. There are so many reasons, but my hope is that through these conversations, we can find our place at the table and know that we have people to sit next to. Even if we don't have a title for that, even if we don't have a name for that, there are people we can sit, sit next to in the family of God. And I, I, my hope is that you have met Jesus through these people I have. This has been like church for me. And I'm so grateful that you guys have been with me along the journey. Now, you can connect with us online at Between You Me Pod on social media and on our website at BetweenYouAndMePod.com. Check out all the previous episodes in our Better Together series. And I will see you next week. My name is Jess Morris. Here's to hope. Said I woke up to the summer shining through Calling out my friends asking what's the move Feeling a little different, I'm on something new Today, today I ain't gonna let no clouds get in my way The only road I'm walking is the one I picked Catch me sitting in the sun, no time for shade Today, today Ooh. This is the day that the Lord has made and I ain't gonna let it slip away. I'm gonna be joyful. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm gonna be joyful. Today, I'm gonna be joyful. Ooh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, gonna be joyful. 
I got the feeling that you get when you get new kicks. Bell ringing on the last day of singing, yeah. High fiving everybody, but we out of here. Today, today. So fast, life comes and goes. Make it last, best slow your road. They don't take it as a choice, but you gotta know that today's the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I ain't gonna let it slip away, nah. I'm gonna be I got the joy, joy down to my heart, down to my heart, down to my heart. I got the J-O-Y down to my heart, down to my heart, down to my heart. I got the joy, joy down to my heart. Two day, two day.